Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ah. <laughs> so are you going to say something? I was about to do the inaugural bing bong. Oh, okay. But you just, eh, and, uh, what? Ah, it's like that. It's that's more, all. This is yeah. going to be the whole podcast. Right. Bing bong, whatever, bing, bing, all bong, right. bing, 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 bong. We're here. Hello. My name is Claire Tonti. Who's here as well? Great question. Uh, my A name little is creature. Jam- yeah, my name is James and I'm I'm here. And we are like, what are you, what are you doing <laughs> to each other? That's what we say. That, what do we what are we doing? Yeah, what have you been doing? What have you been reading, watching or listening to? What Correct. would you recommend to not only each other uh, but also the listeners of this podcast? Exactly. You also need to say, we are suggestible podcast. It's in the title. They get it, Claire. I know, but just in case you're here the first time, for the first time, yep. we love you. We think you're great. Our listeners are always the top-notch quality. We don't love you. Internet. We don't love you. That's not true. <laughs> it is true. How can you love? I really value people. How can you love somebody you don't us? know, you know? Yeah, I just I can feel them through the microphone. Sure. The heart beating. Oh, wow. That's great. Well, I don't feel anything. Uh, <laughs> listen, Claire. Yes, James. You're on the show. We often bring different things to recommend. Do you, do you by perchance, by chance, have anything that you would like <laughs> to recommend? Do. Okay, for starters, it was my birthday recently. Yep. And we had birthday cake that you bought. It was lovely. Yeah. I have a bone to pick. About the you. cake? Um, no, about the eggs. Oh my God, <laughs> still this. And you bring it into the digital realm. Unbelievable. But I want to tell you who the bone is with. What? The bone is actually with me. What? I Twist. want to publicly apologize to you <laughs> because I, on my birthday, was a massive jerk. No, you weren't. And also, <laughs> I was. A I feel jerk. like a big public apology isn't as sincere <laughs> as you pulling me aside. Privately and being like, hey, James, just by Also, it's fine. you got nothing to apologize okay, for. Okay, let me set the scene for you listeners. So okay. it was my birthday recently and all I asked for for the day was for brunch with my close family yep. because um, I've been doing some music stuff, yep. squirreled away, and I didn't want to go out and get sick or anything or like drink lots of wines and then have a husky voice be in the studio. Oh, no. And James was looking after the kids and it was a lot for the weekend. So I was like, that is my present but I would like to have some brunch anyway. And so he organized this brunch and there was pastries and a fruit platter and dips and cheeses and lovely sourdough breads. Yep. And he bought me a coffee in the morning and made me avocado toast and organized all these beautiful presents. And there was just like, it was so nice. It's true. And he, and he looked after the kids so I could do my favorite thing, which is like walk alone in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> Did that as well. Had a lovely morning. Anyway, we sat down to brunch and I realized that I hadn't had my protein in the morning, which to be fair, I'm doing for my blood sugar levels. Everyone should eat protein in the morning. To be fair, it was like 11 o'clock. What are you talking about? So (laughs) if you haven't had eggs for breakfast, that's your fault, not my fault. (laughs) No, but okay. Can I remind you that this is a bone to pick with myself? Oh, okay, right. Okay, so, so I don't also need to, I don't need to attack you. <laughs> you don't need to attack in me. Tandem. Anyway, so no, then I kind good. of got both me and you can <laughs> be mad at you. I like Look, this. To be fair, yeah, I 
I should have just said, and it is such a good lesson, I should have just said what I imagine is brunch to be eggs and like mushrooms and salmon and stuff. Well, brunch is so vague. Just, and also because I'm trying to eat for my blood sugar levels. Sure. As my episode with Freya Lawler on Todd's will tell anyone who listens to that, that we should all be eating a lot of protein in the morning. Anyway, I should have just said that. Instead, I didn't say anything. And when you said you were going to get pastries and you told me many times, in my head I went, I don't like pastries in the morning. <laughs> I don't like pastries. Also, but it I wasn't didn't the morning. say anything. <laughs> but I didn't say anything. I just like said it in my also, head. Also, you weren't the only one there. The pastry, I didn't buy several pastries for you to eat. It was for everybody. Everybody liked yeah, pastries. Know, it, and also the pastries went, they, Claire. <laughs> they got demolished on top of the tarts that your brother bought. I know, which were to. also delicious. Yeah. I know. And so I just, it was because, uh, anyway, I don't know what. All I'm saying is I then got really weirdly passive aggressive. <laughs> And sat there. I was in such a weird headspace. I don't know why, but I was in such a weird headspace on that day. And I just got weirdly a passive aggressive. And then a couple of times I was like, does anyone, anyone feel, anyone feel like eggs? You don't feel like eggs? Normally, don't you have eggs for much? And I'm like, hey, do you want me to make you some eggs? You're like, no, I couldn't possibly. This is great. (laughs) And then you're like, you know, sometimes when I go out for brunch. (laughs) And I'm like, I will make you eggs. It will take me like three minutes. And you were like, well, if you, if you insist, and then your brother's like, I will also have some eggs. I'm like, what am I, a fucking chef? What the fuck is this? And I also felt like maybe he was doing that in solidarity with me. No, he wanted eggs. I think he was hungover. He wanted eggs. Yeah. Anyway, it was fine. It it happened. I got my eggs. It was lovely. And it was a lovely day. And my team. Also the eggs, might I point out, incredible. I did an incredible job on them. <laughs> You're nothing if not humble. Mm, well, look. anyway, all I wanted to do was say on this very public forum that I'm sorry for being a jerk on my birthday. And sometimes I think birthdays, I've always been a bureau birthday person, but recently birthdays for me have been kind of sucky, even though you have done the most amazing things. I, well, for I think me we had lockdowns birthday. in the past Exactly. Two birthdays, and then so. this birthday came around and I was like, no, 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 I couldn't possibly organize something with We couldn't friends. go out because also it was like grand final weekend. So like everything, everyone yeah. was busy anyway. Correct. I know. Exactly. But I just know this about myself from now on, and I'm saying it on a recording, mm. I need to organize a dinner with some friends right. for my birthday. Wait, I could organize some dinner with friends, no. which I also suggested but was <laughs> shot down no because i didn't want to go out and get sick because i'd been sick yeah, so yeah, much yeah, and i've yeah. been healthy for the last little bit yeah anyway this is so boring for anyone else listening it's but so all, boring and i was there i, I know anyway it. i just apologizing for the egg situation also you you the really jerk egg situation. you know you're, you're saying like you were like attacked me over you were you were fine the whole day you were very nice and i i it was fun, I thought. I know. Every now and then, though, you could tell something was up with me because you kept coming over and being like, you all right? Yeah. Is everything okay? What's more eggs? <laughs> What's going on? And I'd be like, I'm fine. I was constantly fine. bringing you different types of eggs during the day. Poached, scrambled, hard-boiled, soft-boiled. All the things. I know. And then and the reason I brought that up as well is because I just had some of my delicious birthday cake that you bought me and I feel a little sick. It's good cake. But it was we should delicious. go. We gotta get rid of that goddamn cake. It was delicious. So anyway, thank you very much. And I wonder if anyone else resonates out there with birthdays. Sometimes being a bit weird. Well, it's a bit of a weird day sometimes. Sometimes you have a weird birthdays. birthday. That's all and, right. And you know, you were really lovely, and I really appreciate you. I would also recommend. I think I've said this before. If you're looking for something to get uh, your partner for a birthday or friend or whoever, somebody who is dear to you, or you have to get them a present because they're family or whatever. What do you got to do? Whenever you got it, you got to listen. And you got to listen for like the year before. So you can't just do this the day before. And whenever they're in passing, mention a thing. You write it in your phone immediately. 
That's how I. That's how I get. Yeah, because James nails presents sometimes. Depends. Mine are very. Sometimes I look at the list and I'm like, oh no, I need more. Well, sometimes there was that one time more. where I bought a book, you bought a book, and my sister also bought me the same book. Yeah. <laughs> You really, you really screwed me that year. I'll tell you that much. Anyway, who would like to go first in recommendations? I, I'm going to go first because Claire, it's sip turtles, and I've been missing out <laughs> this entire time, and I will not sit by and let you sabotage sip turtles yet again <laughs> with egg timber. Exactly <laughs> ridiculous. Anyways, sure. sip turtles continues with uh, a movie recommendation. Now, there's been seven Ninja Turtle movies in total, probably give or take, right? There was three. Sure. There was three live action. A fourth, which was a, a semi sequel, a requel, if you will, to the to the to number three. Then there was the two Michael Bay live action ones that came afterwards with horrible creatures. And then this latest one is a Netflix exclusive called Rise of the Ninja Turtles, which is actually Claire a sequel to the series of the same name. I've checked that out. began in 2018. Okay. Now here's the thing. They're based on the characters created, and you know this, I'm sure, by uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. And the turtles this time, they're put to the test when a mysterious stranger named Casey Jones arrives from the future, and he says, hello, I'm from the future, to warn the mutant brothers of an impending invasion of the most dangerous alien force in the galaxy, the Krang. Now, Pause. What- Does this often happen a lot? That sounds like the plot of the Terminator. Yeah, it's somewhat of the plot of the all Terminator. Right, that's all. Unpause. Okay. <laughs> what? We- we didn't pause, though, did we? <laughs> yeah, that's how my my son plays. I was watching him with his mate and they go like, pause, oh, can you good. do my shoelaces? I need a snack. All right, pause. And then they unpause it when they're ready. This to isn't a going. game, Claire. Some turtles is not a game. Life I'll have is you a know. game. Life is a game. Um, so what I like about the Ninja Turtles is that each time there's a new incarnation, it's like a reinvention, right? So in this version, each of the characters, and I hadn't seen the series that it was based on, which also you don't need to. You absolutely could. It's a good series from all accounts. But each of them has a mystical ability this time around. Like Raphael's got like a big like hologram like armoured suit. Leonardo's got the thing that he's got. Michelangelo's got mystical abilities, et cetera, and so forth, right? Now, this is normally something that I, I wouldn't necessarily be into, giving them, like, magical powers, but I thought it worked really well. And in addition to that, they often change the team dynamic and the art style and the voice actors and all of these different things. And this time around, you're not going to believe this, Raphael is the leader of the Ninja Turtles, where normally it is and Leonardo. And he's wearing a bonnet. That's right. He's wearing a bonnet. He's wearing a little Bo Peep bonnet. <laughs> And he sits on a little tuffet and he says, where's the Foot Clan, he says. But, Claire, here's the other thing. What else was I going to say? I can't remember. So Leonardo's trying to, like, he's coming into his own. He's, he's learning to work together as a team and become a, a leader, right? Uh-huh. He's also voiced by Ben Schwartz, who voices Sonic as well, which I don't, who I don't think voiced him in the series. I'm fairly confident. But he's great. He's, he, the, the, their voice acting is really good. Also, like, the art style of this, it's very different to anything that's been – uh, seen before, and I would say also this art design might not necessarily be for everybody because you know some I don't like the 2014 reboot art style of the Ninja Turtles. It's not so much the art style, Claire. It's more that they're nine feet tall, like they're giant. They're like nine. They look. They all look like the Hulk, right? It's so weird to me because they're turtles. They're turtles, exactly. Watch this. Look at this. Turtles are slow moving little creatures. Yeah, that's the joke, though, Claire. That's the joke, Claire. Yeah, I know. But that's the joke. Weird. That was the original concept. So look so at weird. look at these absolute freaks. Actually, I shouldn't be knocking the Ninja Turtles. I bloody love the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Look how big they are. This is from the 2019 series. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> They're all too big. 
I think uh, it's only the size. If you shrunk them down, I think it totally works. They're huge, though. Yeah, they're too big. Yeah, they're too big. And there's other also just a, just a golf topic in this movie. Which and I, look, it is possible for things to be too big. I agree, Claire. I completely agree. <laughs> I wouldn't know, but I completely agree. But the thing is, uh, in that movie also, they're completely bulletproof. There's a moment where one of them gets hit with bullets, and they're like, "Oh, good, we're bulletproof." And I'm like, "Well, what what are we doing then?" What's the point of any of this if you're bulletproof? Another one, like, throws a shipping container, like an entire shipping container. That's not possible, Claire. That's not possible. It means that they're too big. They're too big and they're too Hulk-like. They're too indestructible. Where's the danger? Where's the sense of danger, Claire? Anyways, it's a really tight story. The action is really great and dynamic and fluid. Also, the dynamic between all of them works really well. One of the key components of the Ninja Turtles, Claire, and I think you know this more than anybody, it's just like the Sex and the City characters. You've got to get that dynamic right. You know what I mean? You've got to get that brotherly camaraderie in addition to that little bit of rivalry, a little bit of like, you know, a little bit of bickering in that. And I feel like this nails that. Seth Rogen's actually working on a movie that's going to be coming out uh, mid-next year, and he's also going to lean into like the, the teenage aspect of it which I think could be really interesting, but I don't know. I like the Ninja Turtles. I like most of the incarnations except for the one. They're too big, Claire. What are they thinking? (laughs) Come on. What were they thinking, Claire? I don't know what they were thinking. Ridiculous. They weren't thinking. That they weren't thinking. They exactly. Weren't Thank you. Thinking. They weren't thinking. They were thinking God. nothing. I tell you they what. They were thinking, I know what would be great. I'll make these Ninja Turtles extra big to annoy James. I'll tell you what, Claire. I would. I could do some, some Turtles every day for the rest of my life and I'd recommend this Ninja Turtles thing and I would never say that that was a good idea, ever. You could <laughs> never get me to say it. You could waterboard me. You could put me in Guantanamo Bay. And you could like put electric clamps on my nipples, and I would never say that that is a good idea. The concept is ridiculous. They're too big, Claire, and you know that better than anybody. Uh, this Ninja Turtles thing, tell me, it's running rampant through our house at the moment. Yes, it really is. And where is the chicken and the egg scenario here what do you in mean? this egg timber? Yeah. Did you start the love of Ninja Turtles and pass it to our son? Or is it the fact no. that our son has deep dived into Ninja Turtles and now you are remembering yeah. your well, he's insane watching, obsession? I got him some of the episodes of the cartoon, like the first five of the original cartoon. I mean, that show is like varies in quality wildly. But those first five episodes, it's like a really tight like narrative. It's pretty good. Like they kidify a bunch of the Ninja Turtles stuff because you need to because it's a it's a flipping cartoon, man. And they're not too big. And I think that's one of the good things about it. Yeah, I love that cartoon series. Everybody loves that cartoon. It was so good. Yeah. It was really good. And I, I totally get it. So you're saying, so our son got into them and then you kind of. I think he watched this movie. He wa- I think we watched this movie and he was like, tell me everything about this. <laughs> and he, when he means everything, he means yeah. your brain vision of everything, yeah. which is like every single detail to the, to the cows come home. He wakes up in the morning and he will tell me some obscure fact about the shredder that was from like the 1980s particular one. He's right. With the extra, I don't know, additional different my, costume. My mum recently dropped around a tub of an ice cream container full of Ninja Turtle cards that I had when I was a kid. Oh my God. So that's We a, were that's playing Ninja happening. Turtle Snap. It felt like bloody forever. That's my life. It's just a series of that's sleeping of snap and Ninja Turtles and making kid, snacks. Yeah. Also, there's like six cards in that snap set. Like, I right? know, but every time we were playing snap with them and every time he pulled one down, he'd think I wouldn't notice, but he'd be like, Shredder. And then he'd like read each of the characters. Like, Michelangelo. 
I don't know, whatever it is. Cheese man. Like whatever. There's cheese like all these man. weird looking Rat villains. Oh, yeah. Leatherhead. Okay. Well, Wing cheese nuts. man is really not that far a stretch from Leatherhead. It absolutely is a anyway, big stretch. Yeah. But all of those. And he just like whispering to, the, to himself. Like he's kind of learning some kind of like, I don't know, he's learning a periodic part of works, table. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we've got Ninja Turtles Rain Man 2 in the house. Anyway, Look at this absolute freak. Right. Look at the size of him. He's too big, Claire. Can I move on from the two big Ninja Turtles? Yeah, all right. Am I allowed? I like that elevator we have scene to keep... from that movie. Yeah, though, oh, maybe we'll just stay on this for another 15 minutes of the show. Okay, and the I'm listeners can just settle in for James yelling, too big, Claire. Look at that. Yeah, they it's are. the Hulk. That's the Hulk. Yeah, They made the Hulk with a shell. <laughs> you know what else is bulletproof? <laughs> Fucking Hulk Claire. Ridiculous. What are they thinking? His legit name is Ninja, Leonardo from 1990. How conservative is that size-wise? No, but also muscular-wise. Muscular-wise. What I don't really understand is they look hulking. Yeah. Like they're all like kind of hunchbacked and like big two muscles. I completely too agree. Too many of the muscles as well. I agree with you. I'm on, I'm on board. Now, uh, Subturtles will obviously continue next week. Oh, because Lord, I thought it was weeks. over. This is the original sketch for Ninja Turtles. Yeah, you told you showed it's me It's a that. joke, Claire. It's an audio medium. They can't see it. They can see can it. Can we move along? Just looking at the size of these freaks. What all right. Well, while you keep looking at that, I'll talk about Take the thing like I want to talk about. Take it down like 40%. 40%. <laughs> you, that would be fine. And they also stole the design. This is the, this is the original. The guy they just stole it from some dude who didn't make the artwork. Just staring at his phone, googling images of just, giant ninja turtles. Just upset. Like I know you might think this is a bit, but he's really upset about it. I'm upset. It. He's like deeply. Nobody thinks it's a bit. Nobody thinks it's a bit. Everyone knows how serious I am. No, some people might think it was a bit, but no, the anger is so real. Yeah, it's so real. All right, well, I'm going to move on then. While you keep googling and fall into a pit of more despair, obviously. Please. Because there are a whole lot of atrocities happening in the world, but none so serious as the time that they made the Ninja Turtles too big. I was gonna, I was gonna say, yeah, that is that is number one right now, numero uno. Life is a series of challenges, as I say to my son all the time, and he said to me the other day, "Why do you always say life is a series of challenges?" And I said, "Because it is a series of challenges, just like hearing me say it's a series of challenges." Yeah. Here's your cornflakes. All right. <laughs> The Couple Upstairs by Holly Wainwright mm. is my recommendation. Now, this is, this is, remember. Didn't you interview Holly Wainwright? I certainly did. When she put out her book, I Give My Marriage a Year, that I talked yeah, yeah. about. Yeah, wonderful book. Yeah, a couple years ago. You loved that. And we I had did, a big yeah. discussion and deep dive. It was mm. That was about a couple's marriage and their sort of breakdown. And she wrote from two different perspectives. It was really interesting. So this is her new novel. I've been really raring to go to read this one. It's a real departure from her other novels. So I'll give you a little bit of the synopsis. It's still a fictional story and it's set in Sydney during the pandemic in a block of flats, which is similar to where Holly was living. So she was living in a block of flats with two kids and a dog and her husband for the two years of like intense COVID lockdowns while also working and writing a book. So I feel like- where does she live? She is Sydney. That didn't count. That didn't much lockdown. All right. I have no sympathy. No, you, you're forgetting the second part where they actually did go into a long lockdown. Not as long as Melbourne where everyone is totally fine now where somebody, they had like the longest lockdown in the world. Somebody had ordered the, the vaccine. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, let's move right along. So five months after Mel, the protagonist, told her husband to leave, a ghost moves upstairs. What? Now that's kind of the beginning of the novel, but it's actually not a ghost. It's a young man who moves in upstairs who reminds her of a past lover. And as the story unfolds, it appears that the guy that he reminds her of was quite coercive 
controlly, basically, ah. and emotionally abusive to her. But she also was in this kind of toxic love affair with him sure. and he dies. And that was in her past. So it was before she met her current husband, mm. well, her partner that she separated from. She has two kids in the flat with her. And so this guy moves upstairs and he's one of those kind of travellers who's a backpacker and has been kind of, you know, driving around Australia in a combi van, hanging out with the UK backpackers mm. and kind of basically sleeping his way around the coast. And, you know, just very kind of roguish, very handsome, but also has a kind of dark past. You Let me say to... this about people like this. Boo, not a fan. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's one of those people that like has a bit, talks a big game. So yeah. he'll like bring a whole lot of people over, randoms to have a party and then he'll make like, I don't know, Tom Yum soup and say that he learned it while he was working in Thailand in a resort where Boo. he fell in love with the owner's daughter or something and she gave him his recipe and, you know, that kind of vibe. Well, I hope he enjoys having rich parents, which is how he's able to do all those things. <laughs> actually, no, in this story, actually, you end up finding out he has a very troubled childhood, which may be one of the reasons why he does some of the things he does. What's interesting is that his girlfriend is a UK backpacker mm. and she starts to babysit Mel's kids in the flat because right. she's separated and so looking after them on her own. And then she goes missing. <gasps> I know. And so the story kind of starts to unravel from there about where the babysitter has gone. A murder mystery perhaps? A murder or just mystery. a mystery? But it's, yeah, it's a murder mystery but there's kind of an intrigue as well because as the threads of the story are going through, you get the sense that Mel is more involved in her disappearance than um. she's kind of letting on. She's also kind of weirdly obsessed with the guy upstairs. Yeah. But then also she's really passionately he's a, he's looking for the girl that's gone missing. Yeah, exactly. So there's this kind of tension. Also she's kind of, it almost seems like she's resentful of all these young, gorgeous people that keep like flitting in and out of these big parties upstairs. But also they're not supposed to be having parties, James. Oh, because, because of the COVID. pandemic. Yeah. So there's kind of like that that overlay of like disapproval of people partying in her flats and all of those kind of things. Anyway, it's... um. It's a really different story from I Give My Marriage a Year. Yeah, it sounds good actually. But it, it is really, really good. It's yeah. really intriguing. And, and the threads, I don't want, I don't want to spoil it, yeah. but I will just say the, the different voices in the narrative kind of come through as well. So mm. someone's it's not like, told from just one I'm perspective. I'm a ghost. I learned this recipe from a spooky <laughs> skeleton. Ooh. Correct. That's absolutely it. Um, but it's clear she's also um, made a departure from her other books in that, yeah, she hasn't written kind of like a – a mystery or a murder mystery in this way before. And That's also exciting, she wrote yeah. it in a much more clinical kind of way as yeah. well, which is interesting and quite intricate in the way that the story's kind of woven through. And I just think it it does a really good job of depicting, A, the backpacker lifestyle because Holly herself did that before she met her partner. Yeah. She was travelling for a long time. She's originally from the UK and she was going to those really remote towns in the Kimberleys and working in pubs and and so there's a lot of lovely nostalgia about it, which I feel like is quite reminiscent. That happened to me during lockdown when mm. there was nothing going on. I started watching The Secret Life of Us. Do you remember uh, yeah, I got yeah. really like nostalgic from my 20s? Until you hit the bad seasons. Yeah, correct. And I was like, oh, I remember this. It wasn't as good as I thought. But the first sort of season is excellent. Yeah. I agree. And that kind of time. So you can see Holly almost as she's writing it. It's not autobiographical, but there's definitely elements of her past. Yeah. And I think she also did date some guys that were pretty toxic too. Right, yeah. And so she writes really well about what that's like for women particularly, and it doesn't just happen to women, but in this particular instance, 
for what it's like for a young woman to kind of fall for a guy like that mm. and have this constant thrum of anxiety around trying to keep them happy and not wanting to put a foot wrong and kind of being dangerously obsessed with them and they with her, but then also how that goes wrong and then how they kind of unpick their kind of sense of self-worth and self-esteem. And yeah, right. It's just, it's, um, yeah, it's really, it's interesting and really well worth reading, I think. So that came out recently, I assume? Very recently, wow. like only in the last kind of month. Oh. Yeah, so very good. So you're there, it's Holloway, right? Right in the heart right? of Subturtles. That's brave because you're going up against, obviously, yes. Subturtles, yeah. Correct, exactly. And it's set um, in summer as well. And I don't know why, but I think it's been so cold here. It's lovely to read about city and summer and Sydney, just, you know, somewhere different. Everybody cool. knows Sydney sucks though, Claire. Yeah, it does. I want to live in Melbourne. <laughs> Absolutely, you're right. I mean, Holly no longer lives there either. She's moved away. That's not even true. Sydney <laughs> is quite No, Sydney is beautiful, nice. but I wouldn't want to live there. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that's it. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. That's um, the couple upstairs. What's your second one? James? Wow, Claire, that sounded really spooky. Uh, perfect as well because it's also it's nearly the spookiest time of the year and I'm not just talking about tax season. So, Claire, uh, I watched a series. A series. A series. It's a, sh- a, series. It's a series of episodes. Uh, it's called The Patient. It's created by, by Joel Field and also Joe Wa- Weisberg. Who, wow. I know, who worked on The Americans, which is a show oh, I need to go back and watch. spy show. Spies mm, and Russians. Espionage. And, and espionage, yeah. Anyway, it stars Steve Carell and Donald Gleeson, who you might know as the son of Brendan Gleeson and his brothers in that show about bad sisters that we're watching at the moment. Mm. He's a redhead detective in that. Yes, yes. You know Don- Donald Gleeson, don't you? Yes, we discussed this last time. Yes, I know. It's good to know that we're all on the same page. Now, uh, also, it continues to be excellent. Yeah, it's a great show. Really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this stars Steve Carell, who you mm-hmm. might know from The Office, mm-hmm. and also the movie Date Night with Tina Fey that, uh-huh. no, that wasn't very funny. And you're like, oh, why isn't this very funny? I don't like this. Why isn't this funnier? I don't like how this isn't very funny. <laughs> Who's who made this? This should be better. Here's the synopsis. Ah. Therapist Alan Strauss is held prisoner by a patient, Sam Fortner, who reveals himself to be, get ready for this, Claire, mm-hmm. a serial killer. <gasps> now, Sam has the unusual, uh, ther- now Sam has an unusual therapeutic demand for Alan, uh, as in the Steve Carell character. It's almost like you're reading this. Straight up. No, no, this is off the top of my head. I'm just looking at my phone. I'm actually just, it's on selfie mode. I'm just trying to get a good picture. So, uh, <laughs> Curb. Uh, you won't, you know, some goals are just not worth um, maybe striving I should for. Get, maybe I should Damn get it, I really had makeup. a good comeback then and I stuffed it up. No, Claire, you nailed it. I think you basically got to the heart of my insecurities. So, basically. Some dreams should just be dreams. That's what I was trying Here we go. Here we bloody go. So, uh, so, so, Al, so what is it? It's it basically. Lord. He wants. Donald Gleeson. Are you okay? Donald. Donald. It's, it's, I looked it up. It rhymes with Tonal. That's how you pronounce his name. What's Alan to curb his homicidal tendencies, right? So in order to survive, Alan must unwind Sam's disturbed mind and stop him 
from killing again. Now, the Steve Crow character in this, Claire, I'll tell you this much, it's getting late. We've been trying to record in the day and it's showing because this is not the daytime. He's not very well in himself. He recently had suffered a tragedy, also befalled him. He's kind of at a, uh, he's kind of at a difficult point in his life. He's estranged from his children. Like there's a lot, he's got a lot of things going on, which he kind of, uh, and then he's tossed into this situation where he's chained to a bed and then forced to give therapy to this man who's obviously a lunatic because he kidnapped him. And also, as he explains to him early on when he's kidnapped, therapy is supposed to be like, it's supposed to be, you build trust together and you build a relationship. But if you've kidnapped me, that's the, this isn't a situation where therapy can, can work. But then he's like, oh, this guy's probably going to kill me. So I guess I'll do therapy for him. So he has to stop this guy from killing again and maybe even killing him eventually uh, and then potentially escape at some point. It's six episodes in at the moment. It's on Hulu if you're in the US of A. It's on at Disney Plus Star if you're in Australia or other sections of the world who do that. It's 10 episodes in total. I would recommend it. Uh, mm. Again, it's only been six. So if the next episode is a big wet fart, then that is oh, not my fault. Oh, no. Yeah, that's I'm a just, horrible description. Well, that's what I'm saying. Horrible. That was what I tried to convey. Horrible. Do you I'll have just a, say that again. Horrible. 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 Do you have another thing to apologize I for? I mean. <laughs> That's the only time because usually apologize. I am faultless. Unbelievable. <laughs> the absolute audacity, the Look, hubris on this woman. It's my birthday. Just be nice. No one cares. Birthdays don't mean be anything. Kind. That's one of my favourite songs. I'm a good woman. <laughs> For that's from The Staves, one of my favourite bands I've talked about. I love that song. It's really good. I think it's okay. Go on. Be kind. No, I won't sing it to you. All right, so uh, – my next recommendation is a lovely chat with Liz Gilbert and this wonderful woman, Kemi Neckvapil. Now, she is a, an inspirational kind of coach and a writer and an advocate and she's just an all-around incredible human. And Liz Gilbert, as I've talked about many times before, is an author. Um, she wrote the very famous book, Eat, Pray, Love, but she's written a lot of other things She's written besides. good books also. Got it! I haven't read she's it. She's written I'm, – I'm looking a lot at her stuff because she's written the book Big Magic that I've raved about before. You do love the, the book and Big Magic, as I know. because I'm in the studio writing all this music and feeling really like – a roller coaster about it. And sometimes I'm like, cool, this is excellent and great. And why this is fun. And then sometimes I'm like, this is the most embarrassing thing that anyone has ever done in their whole life. Yeah. And I just it, Liz Gilbert's book, Big Magic, gives me just I just open it sometimes in a chapter and it just reminds me that like she calls making art, it's just like jewelry for people's minds. It's and that makes me feel better because she's like, it's not a big deal. I mean, some art obviously can make a huge impact and change the world and people who are living under house arrest in really terribly difficult circumstances and they write a book and all that stuff, like that can be very stressful. But for most of us, we're just making some art for some people to enjoy or not enjoy. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes you do that thing where you you draw like a perspective art on the pavement with chalk and it looks like you're going to fall off a cliff and it's like, oh, no. (laughs) And it just represents your internal mind. It's just art though. It's just art. It's not real. It's just a chalk. Anyway. All I'm saying is I just find her book really comforting because this whole album thing is terrifying. Yeah, I'm I wouldn't writing have done an it. album. <laughs> no way. Not in a million years. Look, it's part of I would sooner recommend the 2014 design for the that's not true. I couldn't. 
I couldn't possibly recommend that. Uh, Sorry, go on. Anyway, yeah, so I'm writing this album and anyway, her book has been really helping me and I've also really gone back to her Instagram account because she has some really lovely videos and there was this this interview with Kemi um, where Kemi talks about her latest book, Power. Mm -hmm. Now, the book itself I'll talk about in another podcast because it's life-changing. But the conversation itself between her and Liz is so moving. Mm. It's all about how... We've got this idea of patriarchy as power, right? So power is about what you can get and have over people and greed. And Kemi writes this book about how she wants to change the narrative about power and that actually it's more about being able to impact each other in the world in a positive way and also stop apologising, particularly for women. Okay. So to kind of find a way for women to stand in their power in a way that's good for themselves and good for their families, good for the planet. And that's uh, just a reframing of that whole notion. And I just, the, the chat itself is so vulnerable and also such an important reminder, I think, that as women we're taught from a very young age to be small, be quiet, apologise all the time, keep everyone happy, please everyone all the time. And she just articulates so well that that is not helpful Mm. for ourselves and actually ultimately not help for each other. She has this story about being nice and she puts it in inverted commas that she was always taught to be really nice. And for one of the reasons being that she she grew up in the foster system and so she she kind of in order to survive and she's black as well, Mm. so she was often fostered by white families too and that's a whole other thing as well. But because of that, she felt like she had to just be nice all the time and and hide how she felt about things. And she said, "Nice is not kind." And I love that. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah, because we're just when you're just nice, you're actually hiding yourself, mm. and you're not actually giving people what you really think about anything. Nice is awful, also. Yeah, you know? isn't it? Yeah, but it and not, the, but, but not, it's not just in the that way that... To, but where people are trying. Yeah. But it just often then means that she said this phrase and it just hit so, it just was so so true to me. It just hit something incredibly deep in me because mm. she said that by being nice, I wasn't there. Yeah, okay, yeah. And I feel that sometimes when I talk to people who are being nice. Mm. They're not actually there. Yeah. They're, they're not really being themselves. They're not really saying what they think. And I don't mean that you go around being a jerk <laughs> One. Yeah. No, you were talking about being genuine and kind. That's what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, and, and being kind sometimes is, is actually saying something quite direct mm. and not just sugarcoating it. Like, all the hey, time. stop that. Hey, what are you doing? Is that an example? <laughs> or, yeah, correct, exactly. It's, Get down from there. It's more the difference between saying, oh, yes, oh, thank you, oh, of course, yeah. you know, and oh, what a lovely jumper, as opposed to saying, I really appreciate you as a friend. How are you going? That jumper sucks. I really love that jumper sucks. Or no, but just giving people, yeah, you as a person and actually being okay to stand in your opinions. Yeah. And I think maybe guys are much culturally more able to do that. Mm. I think women are really taught from a very early age that also it's our responsibility to keep everyone happy. And I've felt that a lot in Mm. situations. And sometimes that's a beautiful quality. Having you know, trying to create environments where everyone feels comfortable. And yeah, totally. Is incredibly I mean, important but that's too. different than being like artificially nice 
all the time. Like those are different yeah. things, you know? Yeah, completely. Anyway, I just thought it's it was it's a really beautiful and powerful conversation between two really cool women who are mm. writers and creators and doing really incredible things in the space. And I just loved it. It made me smile. I came out of it feeling a lot more joyful about it. It's quite funny as well, the chat too, and um, just really inspiring. So that's on Liz Gilbert's Instagram and it's a chat with Kemi Nickvapil about her book Power. That sounds amazing, Claire. <laughs> I think you would hate it, but anyway. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't, maybe. I don't think so. Here's one other question before we finish. Oh, my God. How are you going coping with me and my neuroses over this project? Oh, so this is a question about you, is it? It is, yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> it's my birthday week. I'm allowed. I'm allowed one question. Oh, my, your birthday week turns into a birthday month when she knows it's subturtles as well. It's ridiculous. <laughs> no, fine. Good. I'm glad I'm glad you're doing it. It's good that you're doing it. it. Like you need to do it. And I want to give you the space to do that. Like that's that's it's a good thing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because I feel like I was talking to another friend about this. For some reason, I've always felt like any work that I do isn't legitimate and it's a hobby and I mm. don't, I shouldn't, I'm not able to ask for the time to work. I just squirrel away and do it when I can. Yeah. I used to yeah. anyway. And I would sort of give you full range to be like, well, we have to yeah, look absolutely. after James's work. James's work is yeah. important. But internally, I would think mine isn't. Which is ridiculous. But it's yeah. just, yeah, I know, right? But it's the way that. If I, anything, clearly my work is not important. <laughs> no, it, but it is. It's just. It's it's not even – I just find it really interesting, right? And I mm. think that's a, that's a feeling that a lot of women come up against, that their work isn't as important or it's just – it's it's like Kimmy was kind of talking about as a creative woman too, being able to say legitimately to your friends and your family and the people in your life, I, I'm working and I, this is a really important time for me. Get away from me. And I, yeah. A jumper or just looks like, like shit. Get out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean though? Like I'm allowed to do this. Absolutely. I'm allowed to take up this I guess space. the difference with our work is that we're technically always available because we work when, when we want to work. Not when we want to work, but, you know, where. But we can fit it around when yeah, we need we can, to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is also like. Not every, but every now and then you're like, okay, I'll just do this thing. But like, oh, I was kind of in the middle. All right, fine. I'll, you know, and you get pulled away because you can, you know. Yeah. Whereas like if we were teaching and someone was like, hey, have you got a minute? I'd be like, well, no, because I'm on my job, obviously. You fucking idiot. <laughs> get out. Get out yeah. of here. And that's, I think. The like- jumper looks like shit. <laughs> but actually that's what's been really interesting to me for the first time. And I've been making podcasts for a long time. But it's always been just around the edges yes, of everything. Totally. And like running a company but around the edges of everything mm. even then. And so just the idea that like with this music writing and recording and things, I guess part of it is I have to go to a studio. So I That's have not to the only work. part of it. Like you do a lot of it here as well, you know, yeah, like and so listening like to stuff and practicing and like trying different things. driving you crazy. No, it's not. It's Remember really that not. day yeah. when I sung the, note, the word feel? That was a different thing. That was <laughs> a different like, thing and over I was, and that was over completely again. valid. She was trying to hit this one word. So she was literally just singing the same word <laughs> like over and over again and it just broke my brain. I'm like, hey, can you not do that like all day because it's literally <laughs> killing me and I'm going to kill myself. I swear <laughs> to God. I swear to God. It's a little dramatic. <laughs> Anyway, I got it in the end, so that's good. You did. But at what cost? My sanity. Correct. No, I, can't even hear, I can't even hear that word. I flinch. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's just been really it's been really nice and I and I'm really I think I'm really proud of myself that I've been able to do it to say good. 
no, fuck off, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> this is important to me and I'm going to give it a go. Yep. But also I'm really grateful to have the time and space to do it. It feels like a real privilege. And I also am grateful to you for, you know, handling the ship and all of that. Well, stuff. Claire, it's, it's, it, the feeling is mutual because that is what you also do. Thanks, mate. Yes. Cool. Anyway, all right, let's get on with the reviews now. Enough of me banging on about Oh, normally I like to subtly pivot into the reviews, but now I can't. Now you've you've spoiled the surprise. But if you do want to review this show, yes. guess what, Claire? Can I sing you the word feel? Better not. Thank you. Better not. Swear to God. Uh, <laughs> you can do it in app, any app, any app of your choice, whatever you're listening to this on, you can do that. Except if you're at bigsandwich.co where everything goes up early and there's bonus content, et cetera. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, this is for a five-star review. My goodness, thank you. We've got some reviews this week. I read out one each week. This is from McDelaware who says, I love them. First off, happy anniversary to this power couple. Ooh. Thank you. Uh, they say there are two people battling inside of you, and for me it's Claire and James battling for my, inte- <laughs> for my attention. James has me with all the comic book and nerdy suggestions, but Claire helps me reconnect with myself with her wonderful suggestions of poetry, great books, and music. Which one will one day consume my heart and soul? Find out next week. Oh, wow. I like feel, that review a lot. I like that review a lot. That was an excellent review. You should review it, listener. We would love you to. Just do it in app. Give Except us if you're stars. that person from Delaware. Oh, no, because they've really done an excellent one. Correct. You can also write into Suggestible Pod with recommendations for things to watch, read, and listen to, wow. just like Jonathan Berkovich has. <sighs> The tagline is laundry memes. I don't know if you I remember. I know this talks. name. Has yeah. he written before? Mm-hmm. Mm. Hi, Claire. I think he has. Yeah. Hi, Claire. Just wanted to share mine and my wife's favorite laundry meme. Love the podcast and love all you do. Remember we did a lot, talked about a laundry meme last week? Laundry meme? Yeah. I talked about one. You didn't listen. I don't know what you're talking oh, about. What is it? Typical. It's just a meme about laundry. Oh. So what, what you was said, it? What was the meme? My meme. Or yeah. the, he sent us in a meme. Oh, I thought you said, what was we talking about last week though? The meat, it was a laundry meme when yeah, it was well, just like adult life, like something like, I don't know, it was something about it. I, I butchered it. But it was basically about laundry and the dream of getting to the bottom of your basket and it's just like, no, find a new dream. I don't remember this at all. All right. Anyway, what, what, let's He's do, blanked let's it. Go. But anyway, he says, love the podcast and love all that you do. What you said about validation really hit home. We learned it from the daycare the kids went to. Thanks for bringing it up. That was also a parenting discussion from last week that James is looking at me blankly. I don't think so. <laughs> Dr. Becky, good insight. Nah. We're talking about validating kids' feelings. Nah, this is, uh, this is a trick. <laughs> anyway. This person has invented with you uh, in conjunction with a fake episode right. to confuse me. Are you okay? I'm ready. All right. So his meme goes, doing laundry as an adult, washing 30 minutes, drying 45 minutes, folding five to seven business days. Very or like good. in our house. Mostly never. Never. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Uh, you can write in at stressforpod at gmail.com. I've been Claire Twenty. That's true. Who else is here? I don't know. Jesus. A, a really angry ninja turtle. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, Jesus. A hot giant ninja turtle's walked in the room. No, I don't like him. He's too big. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here, ninja turtle. I'd shoot you, but it's pointless because you're invincible. <laughs> Stupid ninja turtle. What are they well, thinking? thank you, James. Clement. What are they thinking, Claire? It's hard to tell. Mm. Probably they're just making a movie about some turtles dressed as ninjas. They're not dressed as ninjas. They are ninjas, Claire. No, they're dressed as ninjas. Okay, here's the thing. Next week you're going to bring a, a Subturtles recommendation. Yeah, I probably can. I've got so much bloody research. I've got two people that all they talk about to me is ninja turtles. Maybe you could. I watch. will bring out bring some shredder facts. Not facts. Splinter. Recommendations, Claire. 
What do you mean? You've got to go away and I've watch him read something. for you. What's that? Put them all in the bin. What? That's ridiculous. You can go. I, I will do something. You can make a suggestion for me. I'll, I'll go and do a thing as well if you want. Nah. Okay. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Okay. You have to go and find me a lovely heartfelt poem <sighs> that I haven't read before how, on the show. How long does it have to be? A, like a regular poem length. What's that look like? I don't like? know, a couple of paragraphs. A couple of paragraphs. Not even. It can be one paragraph, James. It can be a haiku. I don't mind how long. I mean, obviously, like 20 pages. Don't do that. Mm. But bring in a lovely poem that's really touched you and moved you. That's oh, that, That's it. It's just and like I school. can't be one that I've read and it can't be one that a listener has recommended. Well, I can't guarantee that, but I will and try my best. I will bring best. in your dumb Ninja Turtles recommendation. Fine. I'll Ooh. see you next week. I will see you next week. I hate this show. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Thanks, Collings, for editing. Appreciate it's it. It's madness. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.